Hi, I'm Emily. I'm Sarah. And welcome to Strange and Sinister, where we talk about true crime, psychology, conspiracy theories, mysteries, and all things spooky and weird. Got it down that time. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. So I'm doing something a little different today, and I'm kind of nerding out about this kind of stuff. I've been nerding out about this kind of stuff for a while. I'm so intrigued. And I love just like, there's a lot of YouTube channels that go over like lost media and like things like that. And this kind of like is a part of that, but not really, but sort of. But this is like how I discovered it was like on YouTube, like back in like high school or something. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. That's so weird. So technically it is a crime. Okay. But it's not like scary. Like this isn't going to be too dark. Okay. This is going to be like a little bit more lighthearted. All right. Which I think we all need. So today I'm going to talk about the Max Headroom signal hijacking. I have no idea what that is. Really? No, not the slightest. That's insane. I thought maybe you would a little bit. I know. I'm all into conspiracy theories and mysteries and stuff, but I don't I don't know this one. Yeah, this one leans really far into the conspiracy theory, mystery, like weird side of things. Okay, this is Emily's first conspiracy. It is my episode. first conspiracy episode. Yeah. So I'm really excited. So I'm Me just gonna too. hop in. Cause I got a couple pages of notes here that I think it'll be fun to discuss. So Okay. First, I'm just gonna talk about who the Max Headroom character is. Cause this was like a little bit before our time. So I feel like nowadays not many people know who Max Headroom is, but he was like a huge character in like the eighties and 90s in the UK specifically oh so a little different um Max Hedroom was a popular television character called the first computer generated tv presenter and he was created for the UK's channel 4 and was played by Canadian American actor Matt Frewer that word is really his last (laughs) name is hard to say but his name is Matt Frewer and I always thought it was like an American thing Okay. Because he's Canadian American. Yeah. And so his character talks American, like with an American accent, but it was like based in the UK. I did not know that until no, I started that researching. That all sounds really interesting. Yeah. It's really cool. So the character debuted in 1985 in a TV movie called Max Headroom 20 Minutes into the Future. And the character was created by directors George Stone, Annabelle Jenkel, and Rocky Morton. I love British shows. I will say that. I love British comedy. Like, I love, like, I loved Skins. Yes, Skins. I loved Doctor Who. There's more that I'm not thinking of now, but I just love. Right. This show was kind of, like, the weird, like, kooky side of, like, the British TV in, like, the late 80s, which is so cool. I can imagine. Yeah. That sounds really, yeah. I'll show you, like, pictures from the show so you can, like, really understand. But uh, kind of the lore behind the character is that Rocky Morton, who was like one of the co-creators, was tasked with making graphics for Channel 4's kind of version of MTV. So like a program where they would play music videos like in succession. 
but specifically he needed to create some sort of like video bumper in between each music video like at the beginning and the end to like differentiate them and like remind them that they're watching channel four like the show Uh. and so rocky figured that the british youth that watched this mtv type program didn't really want to see some like older dude like trying to be hip and cater to the british youth and being like yeah kids like this is michael jackson but uh so he, i don't know that could have been fun it could have been fun but i feel like everyone really would have made fun of him no yeah <laughs> like in theory i think it would have been a good idea but then like in practice you're just like oh like who is this guy yeah only certain people would be built for that yeah i agree so he invented the idea of a computer-generated host, which was really just Matt Frewer, like, dressed up in fake hair and facial prosthetics to, like, look more animated. And then they edited kind of, like, glitches in his speech and in his oh, movements okay. to make it so look like... So, like, it was a holograph or, like, a computer-created, yeah. like, sim instead yeah. of a real person? Exactly. That's... Okay. It was really neat because... A lot of people didn't realize that he was a real person. Yeah. And they kind of made him keep his, like, real identity a secret. So all of the people thought that he was really a computer-generated personality. I'm just trying to picture it right now, like, with 80s, 90s technology, like, doing this futuristic kind of... Yeah. Yeah. And, like, obviously they didn't have the technology to create, like, a fully digital person no but no one knew that they all just thought that he was a not real person like a digital ai robot thing so the idea behind the character max headroom was that he was the first computer generated tv host as i said and the channel gave max a tv movie to first introduce the character before he became the host of the mtv like show which eventually became the max headroom show because the character got, like, insanely popular. Wow. Like, everyone really fucked with how them. How have I never heard of this? Right? I just don't understand with how obsessed I am with anything British and conspiracy theories. Yeah. Here, let me show you a picture and see if you recognize it at all. I wonder, I wonder if all. I have seen it. You might. A lot of American media kind of, like, parodies Max Headroom and I a lot of stuff. That. So let me just show you like a picture. Matt Frewer, that name sounds familiar. Yeah, he was like a very, still is, a very like talented and award winning actor. But this is basically, I'm trying to find a good picture, but this is basically Max Headroom. So he wore like all these prosthetics to make it look like. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Maybe I've seen it before, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, I'm just going to kind of explain the movie and, like, why his character acts the way that he does. Okay. So, in the TV movie, which introduces the character Max Headroom, it focuses on a character named Edison Carter, who's a journalist who speaks out against capitalism and the news station that he works at, which is Station 23. And Edison goes into a coma after getting assassinated or attempt. well, I guess it worked if he's in a coma (laughs) at getting assassinated in a parking garage near a sign that says max headroom 2.3 meters so like max short for maximum 
Because in the UK, instead of writing max height, like on the little poles at the front, like yeah. on the top of parking garages, it says max headroom. Huh. Okay. So they Did you watch him. this movie? <laughs> I did, in fact, do. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I, it was really hard to try to, like, make it, like, give a little short synopsis. Yeah. But I did watch the movie. It was really good. I actually really <laughs> liked it. It was very, it was very, like, kooky. Yeah. I liked it. It was silly. But um, an AI program is then based off of Edison's memories and mind. And that AI program personality is the character Max Headroom. Oh my god, that's so intre- that's a g- I like that plot. It's really cool, especially for 1985. Yeah. <gasps> I want to watch that movie too. That, yeah. that does I'll have to send you the link. <laughs> Max Hedgeroom is basically like a really silly, sarcastic guy who has a lot of social commentary and his whole personality was basically mocking the stereotypical white male TV host like all dressed up and like really professional. So his whole character was really like a big social commentary kind of like guy kind of making fun of like capitalist America and like what's going on, which is so interesting. It's so I'm like mad I've never heard about this before, but also really excited because now I can discover it, (laughs) like go home and nerd out about this. I'm probably going to do that. No, literally, (laughs) I nerd out about Max Headroom all the time. I think it's literally the coolest thing. It's so cool. I don't know. I need like a t-shirt with him on it. I was looking up like costumes and shit. (laughs) I was like, can I get myself like a cool Max Headroom costume just for fun? Can this be my Halloween costume next year? Right? So as I said, this character was and still is pretty popular. And Max was the spokesperson for New Coke. And he originated their slogan, Catch the Wave. So he was like the face of New Coke when it came out in the 80s. Wow. And his character was parodied in multiple movies, shows, and music videos, most notably by Eminem and his music video for Rap God. When he does the really fast part, he's like dressed up as Max Headroom with like the electric lights in the back. And Is stuff. he? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. That's funny. Yeah. Um, the show even won a BAFTA which is the British Academy of Film and Television Arts Award for graphics in 1986. All right, go off. That's cool. Even though the only graphics in the show were the background. Oh. Of his, <laughs> his background. Because they thought that he was, like, computer animated. They didn't realize it was just a guy in prosthetics. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It was just the background. It was literally the background. So the background of Max Headroom, like the Max Headroom show, were just, like, neon lines that kind of moved around a little bit to look like futuristic but (laughs) it won the award which is crazy now that you know a little bit about max headroom i'm going to go into the hijacking incident which actually there were two one that's most more notable okay and more important and then the first one i feel like not many people knew the first one happened But the second one is, like, the popular, like, conspiracy theory one. Wow. Okay. It's interesting. So, on November 22nd, 1987, viewers of Chicago-based stations WGN-TV and WTTW were exposed to one of the most interesting television hijackings in history, which I'll show you the video because 
It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. So the first hijacking occurred on Channel 9 WGN-TV 9 o'clock news as sportscaster Dan Rowan was covering a football game between the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions in which the Chicago Bears won. At around 9.14 p.m., the channel cuts to black, and about 15 seconds later, the channel comes back onto the air, but shows a person with a rubber max headroom mask, sunglasses, a sheet of corrugated metal behind him, much like the background of the Max Headroom show. So it was like that metal that's kind of wavy, okay. so it like looks like lines, and it was like spinning, so it like would look like the background of the Max Headroom show. There was only a buzzing sound for the audio, and the person was just kind of, like, bopping his head around and, like, bobbing his head and, like, <laughs> facing the camera. It was really weird. Uh, but the broadcast was cut after around 25 to 30 seconds of this because engineers at the Channel 9 uh, network were able to switch their broadcast frequency to another transmitter, allowing the original airing of the new cast, newscast to continue. Dan Rowan came back on the air and said, well, if you're wondering what's happened, so am I. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, the computer took off and went wild, (laughs) which just shows you how, like, much he pretty much had no idea how that was going on. (laughs) So it wasn't just a computer that, like, switched channels. Some dude literally just, like, hijacked the broadcast. That seems like a lot of effort for, I don't know, a prank. I don't know what... (laughs) So Dan ended up retelling the story on the game between the Bears and the Lions, but everyone at the station was super confused about what happened and how their signal got interrupted. Yeah. Because WGN was like a pretty big station. It used to be owned by the company that owned the Chicago Tribune, and it used to be where all of the Cubs games were broadcast. So it was like pretty big. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just like a small local station. You know? Yeah. So WGN said that they were trying to figure out how somebody could physically pull this stunt off since they needed to be positioned between their physical broadcast location and their transmitter, which was downtown. And Rowan later said that everyone had a pretty good laugh about the interruption and wasn't expecting it to be big news. But then they woke up the next day and it was like all over the newspapers, including Washington Post and USA Today. Which, like, I guess. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. Some dude in, like, a rubber max headroom mask just being like, I'm about my head <laughs> in the middle of this sports broadcast. Multiple sources report that WGN-TV originally thought that the hijacking was an inside job at the station. But yeah. they later found out that the video was pre-recorded. Oh. How did they find this out? You might be asking yourself. <laughs> Well, there was a second hijacking on a different channel. And this time the dude was talking. Stop. For real. So I'm going to talk about the second hijacking, which was almost two minutes long and included audio. So around 11.15 to 11.20-ish, that same night, the hijacker interrupted Channel 11 WTTW. Also in Chicago. These are both in Chicago. The station was playing an episode of Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. The ru- <laughs> As we like, stated I earlier. I love Doctor Who. Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the episode Horror Horror of Fang Rock? 
I haven't seen much of the old series. Oh, it was the old series. I've seen the new series, yeah. But that was the episode that was playing. Uh, When the signal was cut to this Max Headroom impersonator once again, seemingly just talking, like, out of his ass, just, like, about everything and nothing all at once. And this was the same night. This was the the same night, about two hours later. Oh, Right. He was he said, I'm getting my ass on there. (laughs) And he was still making like really weird movements and like bopping his head and like moving around, like lunging at the camera. Uh, I'll give a rundown of everything that he said on air, which is just like some really weird stuff. So he starts off by saying. That does it. He's a freaking nerd. I think I'm better than Chuck Skorsky. Freaking liberal. <laughs> um, Chuck Skorsky. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I'll, I'll, who's Chuck? <laughs> I'll explain who Chuck is. He was the only name that was dropped throughout the entire almost two-minute hijacking. And Chuck was, and still is, a TV and radio reporter. But back then, he was with WGN, who sometimes filled in for Dan Rowan on the sports section, which was the first uh, channel that was hijacked. Uh-huh. And today he reports play-by-play for the Chicago Bulls. So he's still oh, rocking and still rolling. Doing it. Yeah. Um, but Chuck was shook when he found out that his name was dropped in this thing. He said that it was a Sunday night and his phone was completely blowing up because he had no idea what was going on. And he was super confused. And he said, this is a quote, why me? Why insert Chuck Swirsky into this thing? I still don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of feel bad for him, though, because like. But at the same time, it's like it only gave him like. Right. It made it put his name out there. Exactly. (laughs) And that's what I'm going to get into now is that people started asking Chuck about his political views because the guy in the Max Headroom mask called him a freaking liberal. A freaking liberal. <laughs> and he started getting, like, micro-famous from this incident. Yeah. Like, people were trying to interview him and, like, take pictures of him and stuff. And he said he never that, wanted I, that. I would be a little upset by that. Honestly, same. But I also don't want to be famous in any way. I also would be super scared, like, for my life. He said he was, like, scared for his life after Ooh, this. Because yeah. the guy, like, like, why would he even say his name? It's just so weird. That is... I imagine very random. Right? That's what he said. He was like, that was just so random. I'm not even like a normal host on that TV network. Like, why me? Or, and was he really that, like, I'm sure he was liberal or whatever, but was he really just like out there in the media? Like, no, not really. Yeah. And everyone was, and he even was like, I don't even discuss like my political views. Like, I'm not even like. I'm not a liberal, but I'm not, like, conservative. Like, I'm just a dude. Sure. Like, you know? Because huh. he literally, he said, I never wanted to be famous. I just want to be a guy on the street. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. Chuck, I feel you. I feel that. <laughs> All right. So next, in the video, the Max Hedrum impersonator starts, like, moaning and groaning, like, making really weird, like, Oh, noises for some reason. <laughs> he then holds up a can of Pepsi, says, catch the wave, and then 
flicks away the can with like a rubber extension on his finger, which I couldn't really figure out what it was. It like kind of looked like a dildo, but like I don't know why it would be hollow. This whole episode is gonna <laughs> be me laughing. <laughs> It was weird, but like I said, the real Max Hedrum was the spokesperson for New Coke, and the slogan was "Catch the Wave." Oh, so he was like making fun of that by like holding up a can of Pepsi instead of Coke. My theory is this guy's on drugs or something, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm just gonna fuck shit up," and he happens to be really smart, really good with computers. So he's right? like, "I'm gonna hack into these TV stations and just say sh- some shit." That's my theory. Just say whatever the fuck comes to my head that day. Yeah. So the fake Max Headroom then says, slash sings. Your love is fading, which is a snippet from a song from 1966 called I Know I'm Losing You by The Temptations. He then hums the theme song to an old animated series called Clutch Cargo from 1959. Why? I have no idea. Yeah, he's all over the place. He just has some shit to say. What does he do? (laughs) I'll show you the video after I explain. He says, I still see the X, which I'm pretty sure was like a quote from the last episode of Clutch Cargo. And a lot of people thought that he said, I stole CBS. But I think it was like pretty much proven that that's not what he said. So I don't think CBS really had anything to do with what he was talking about. Not that anything he said made, made sense. Any sense. True. <laughs> he was just speaking. He said, Oh, I just made a giant masterpiece for all the greatest world newspaper nerds. <laughs> and that's because... Um, this is like just deducing, trying to figure out why he was saying the things that he was saying. Uh-huh. So WGN, which was the first news station that got hacked, stands for World's Greatest Newspaper. So I'm pretty sure he just kind of f- fucked it up a little bit. Playing on those words. I guess. He didn't really have anything to share or show. Yeah, okay. no, he just said that. Like, <laughs> I was okay. like, what is this masterpiece? Please share. I guess it's this. Okay. The, this. Oh, The hijacking yes. itself. Okay. The, yeah, I... Uh, that's true. I mean, it is. I mean, it is a masterpiece. It really is. Once I show it's you the video, a, it's one of a kind. <laughs> Once I show you the video, he'll be like, "Oh my god, wait, that's kind of iconic." This is bizarre. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny because um, people like say, love this guy. Yeah, people are like obsessed with him. They're like, "Oh my god, he just kind of like said his piece, like said his piece, like he did what he had to do." Why I don't know. But it's kind of funny. Yeah, he did just drop in, yeah. say some shit, and just Peace out. disappeared again, ghosted. Wow. Right. Let me continue. Okay, yeah. He then puts on a glove and says, my brother is wearing the other one. It's dirty. And then you're going to die at this part. There's a very obvious jump cut. And that's how they knew 
that it was yeah. a pre-recorded thing. Okay. To the Max impersonator, kneeling to the side with his bare ass on camera. Okay. Like to the side. You can't see you could it's only the cheek, okay? <laughs> and a person who looks like a girl who's wearing a mask and is dressed in like kind of a maid's outfit slapping his butt with a fly swatter. You're joking. <laughs> I'm really not. That exists. That exists. <laughs> like and then it just it cut to black after that. <laughs> I'm just speechless. It's really weird. Yes. So, let's let's take a pause. Yeah. And let me show you the video. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay. All right, so I just showed Sarah the video. <laughs> what are your thoughts, comments, concerns? I'm a little speechless. <laughs> like it's so chaotic and so like the audio's kind of mm. yeah we can't really tell if his voice is like distorted on purpose or if it's just like the equipment that he was using plus the mask like plus the really shitty like 80s quality recording quality that could like just make his voice distorted but a lot of it like you can't really understand what he's saying but it's just so random right it's so bizarre and then the ending and the ending yeah he just had his bare ass out literally and who was with them who right? did he get who did he convince who did like, he convince to do this hit my ass with this <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> fly water it's like no babe come on let's record yeah this. it'll be funny come on <laughs> so Lead engineer at WTTW, Larry Oker, said that the hijacker had complete control of everything and they couldn't even turn off the transmitter. What? They literally couldn't do anything until the hacker themselves went off air. How? Because there was no one at their transmission tower that night. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how did he have that much control? They had like, no he employees. He was super high tech there. Right? No. Had, okay. There was literally no one there. Yeah. There was no employees at their transmission tower, which was Sears Tower, when this happened. So they were physically unable to shut it off. Wow. Right? Because the first one only lasted like... 20 or 20 seconds or something because they were able to like switch the transmission frequency yeah but this one there was just nobody there and they were just watching in horror yeah (laughs) they weren't the ones to cut it it just ended because the guy's video had finished yeah yeah he finished wow (laughs) right isn't that crazy yeah all of the like engineers were like freaking the fuck out they were like oh my god we can't do anything to do this like why is no one there right now like Someone's getting fired. (laughs) So, obviously, everyone's really confused. Everyone has no idea what the hell just happened. All the people at home are like, why the fuck did this guy's bare ass just show on my TV? just can't be that easy to hack a TV station or else people would have done it all the time. Right. How did he... Did they know how he did it? I'm about to get into the investigation. Okay. So I'll answer all your questions, hopefully. Maybe there's some that I won't be able to answer. But there's a ton of theories and ways that the hacker could have interrupted the signal. 
So the FCC, who oversees all of that, that's like the government for radio, TV, broadcast stuff. They theorized that the hacker had to have had a portable transmitter that they were pointing at Sears Tower. And with the right time and positioning, they could have easily interrupted the signal. Others theorized that he had to have super expensive equipment and like a giant rig to pull it off. And we actually don't know specifically how he was able to do it. So it would have been, it would have had to have been mobile. Like he would have had to take it somewhere, transmit it from there to disrupt. Because I think he would have had to be like in between where their transmission tower was and where they were physically like broadcasting the stuff from. Oh. So he had to have been like mobile. Yeah. But I have read so many articles trying to figure out how the fuck he did it. Right. And just no one knows. Every article says something different. Every one is just like, this guy had to have been like a professional in the industry with all the equipment that he could have had. Like there's just no amateur equipment that was available at the time that were like would be able to do that. And then there's some that were like, he could have had like a shitty rig and just got like really lucky with time and positioning and it could have worked. Maybe, but I almost don't buy that or right? else it would have happened more, you know, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. So Robert Strusel, who was the WGN's director of engineering, told the Chicago Tribune the day after the event that you need a significant amount of power to do that. The interfering signal has to be quite strong. So apparently you need more like signal strength to overcome what's already being broadcasted. So it's just like the strength, the time, the positioning, a bunch of like perfect storm of things that would like make that possible. Yeah. But I'm not going to pretend like I understand completely. I'm like... Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I have no idea. You could tell me anything. I'd be like, okay. Right. You can literally be like, no, aliens. And I'd be like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Only an alien would stick his bare ass out on TV and have a fl- some girl in a f- maid costume f- swat it with a fly swatter. It could be alien technology. Alien technology. Yes. I think maybe. Yeah. Though a lot of people thought that this was like funny and like a prank and no one really like took it super seriously yeah the fcc was taking it super seriously the day after the incident the fcc spokesperson phil bradford said anybody involved in this kind of thing there's a maximum penalty of a hundred thousand dollars one year in jail or both and he said that he could also bring up obscenity charges and he said it is very serious and we'd like to inform anybody who's involved in this type of thing that it is serious And that we'll take every step that we can to find out who is doing it. And once we have determined that, we'll make sure that the full extent of the law is carried out. So they were ready to, like, find this dude and arrest him. And he's, like, he's he's in his basement somewhere, like, whoa. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just just having a good time. Right? He's, like, dude, I was bored. It's 1985. I can't just, like, go on my phone and post some shit. I gotta, like... Like, I got all this alien technology. What else am I going right. to do with it? <laughs> He's like, guys, I'm just having some fun. So the FCC went to work investigating this case. And you're going to be shook. Still to this day, they have no idea who did it. 
No oh clue. My God. They never found him. And the five-year statute of limitations expired in 1992. So technically, whoever did it, even if they admitted it, can't be penalized. But they never found out who did it, and the guy who did it never came forward. That's always just going to be, like, the a big mystery. Like, no one is going to fucking know who. Yeah, right? I just want to know who did it. Like, yeah, why? Like, what's your story? Right? Why? Like, I just want to know. Like, was it just for the laughs? I just have a feeling. I'm going to get into some theories because okay. there's a bunch of theories. But, like, I just want to know why. Like, was it just for the, was it just for fun? Like, were you bored? Just to see like, if you could do it. Right? Like, I mean, it's 1985. Like, what else are you supposed to do if you're, like, a broadcast nerd? Like, other than hack into a TV station. Two of them. That's so random. Isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. So, I'm going to get into some theories about who might have been behind this. Obviously, all of these are, like, speculation. Mm -hmm. And some of them have been proven false but i'm still gonna cover it anyway because it was like a really big part in trying to figure out who did this yeah this case has like a giant cult following on the internet giant like people love this guy because he just like dropped in like i love him some crazy shit and just peaced out yep never ever came forward or talked about it so there's like giant reddit pages dedicated to this guy like this incident millions of youtube videos about it he is like a hero. <laughs> Bro, why didn't they just like full immunity? Just tell us who you are and how you did right? it. Like share your story. We'll make a movie about you too. Right? Make a book. <laughs> and I just want to know, I think the mystery and like urban legendness behind it makes it seem so crazy. And I have a feeling that maybe the reason why he never came forward is because he was just like, wasn't really that serious like i was just it having probably fun wasn't. it literally probably he probably didn't even realize how big of a deal it would become he was just right. like here let me just see if i can hack this this tv station right he probably was just making like a funny video yeah you know and just made this silly video and then was like i'm maybe gonna he, see if i can put it on tv maybe he never like when he made it he didn't even think he was gonna air it he just was recording himself because right just being just funny yeah i guess (laughs) i don't know i think it's kind of weird that he like specifically shouted out the news channel well that's true so maybe he he did did have like he did say this is yeah here's this for the greatest world newspaper yeah i don't know and i think it's very interesting that he chose max headroom to like dress up as because max is like shtick was that he would, like, drop in on other news broadcasts and stuff, or, like, during shows, like, the actual Max Headroom My show. My brain this time forgot this happened in America, and I'm thinking it happened in the UK and thinking he was British, but he was actually American because this happened in America. Yeah, this okay. happened in America. Max <laughs> yeah. Headroom is just, like, a British yes. character. So that is kind of random because that's not big in America, the whole... Well, no, I think everyone, like, around this time knew who okay. Max Headroom was. I'm okay. assuming that it was pretty big like all over and i think new coke was i don't know if it was only an american thing but i know that new coke was like really big in america because everyone hated it oh yeah so i think everyone kind of knew who max headroom was i just was saying that i think it's interesting because like one of the traits of the actual max headroom was be was um that he would like drop into 
other broadcasts and just like say some sh- silly shit and then like oh. peace out because he was supposed to be like computer generated. So he would like drop in and be like, look at this guy and then like peace out. But like it was all a- it was all planned. So yeah, that's probably what he was kind of doing just in a prankier right kind of funny way he was doing his own social commentary yeah. chuck skorsky liberal <laughs> freaking liberal freaking liberal <laughs> he should i hope he was there for facebook i think he would thrive on facebook that guy oh my god he would thrive on the internet now <laughs> right i hope he's still kicking and he's like on the internet like right? pulling some shit you know making youtube videos or something we just have no idea so let me get into some theories Many think that it may have been a disgruntled employee from WGN because a lot of the employees were saying that only someone like with extensive experience and equipment would be able to pull it off. But there's really like no evidence to back this up at all. I think the FCC interviewed like the former and current employees at the time and no new evidence came to light. Nothing came of that. So, I don't know. It also just doesn't seem like someone who's disgruntled. It just seems like someone who's having, just fucking about. Right? I feel like if it was a disgruntled employee, like, they'd be coming for them. He just came for Chuck Swirsky for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't really believe that it was a disgruntled employee. I mean, maybe. But, I don't know. I like to think that maybe it was just some... Just some guy who managed to get it I just, done. I, yeah, I see it being a little more lighthearted and comedic right. than anything. So the next theory is that it's a man named Eric Fournier. And let oh, me explain. there's a name. Yes, there's a name. So for a long time, a man named Eric Fournier, who was a musician, artist, and video producer, was considered the prime suspect. He created the Shay St. John character who went viral on YouTube for, like, the really creepy vibes of a fictional woman who was disfigured in a car accident and put back together with mannequin body parts. You've probably seen the video on YouTube. It was, like, really popular because it was, like, super creepy. I don't know if I've seen that. That sounds really creepy. You've seen at least the thumbnail, I think. Okay. It Like, it just, like, kind of looks like a girl in a mask with like red lipstick on like I don't know it was really viral like in the early days of YouTube like I remember I watched it and I couldn't sleep for like eight years (laughs) (laughs) only eight years only eight years don't worry so the theory goes that Eric and his band because he was a musician had planned to hack the signal to play one of their music videos but the bandmates chickened out because they didn't want to be like seen because they would get in trouble So Eric decided to just pull the stunt himself and basically just say whatever came to his head. Which is an interesting theory. It is interesting. But everyone who knew Eric knew that he didn't do it, especially because his band didn't have any music videos to play at the time. Yeah, and it it just seems like a stretch. It just seems there's nothing else connecting just besides the fact that that scenario could happen or it's possible. Right, yeah. There was literally nothing else. Yeah. Um, he didn't have the broadcast knowledge to pull off the stunt. And he reportedly wasn't even in Chicago during that time. Yeah. So, basically, everyone just, like, saw, like, the creepy vibes of each video and was like, maybe it's him. 
I have no idea why that theory went so wild. That's weird. Yeah. Like, everyone thought it was him for a while. Which is so weird because, like, why would it be? There's nothing else to connect him to it other than, like, it was a little creepy. But Eric, unfortunately, passed away in 2010, so he's unable to confirm or deny whether he was involved. But I very much highly doubt he had anything to do with it. Were those theories around when he was alive? I think so. Yeah, I don't buy it. Me neither. (laughs) Pass. So the final theory is a pretty long and complicated one called the J and K theory, which I'm going to kind of go over like the highlights because the ins and outs, like it just gets very complicated and there's a lot of unnecessary information. It was posted to Reddit by user Bpogue in 2010. And in the post, the user describes believing that he knows who committed the Max Headroom hijacking. And it was like a long ass Reddit post, seven like paragraphs of just like stuff. So I like read through it and I just like pulled the most important things. Cause there was a lot of just like background details about uh-huh. just like what the user was doing during this time and like why he was involved with these people and like all that stuff. Wow. So I'm going to just give y'all the highlights because y'all don't need to do that. Unless y'all want to go to the Reddit post and read it yourself. It's really interesting. There's a lot of threads about it and a lot of people talking, like we'll link theorizing. It yeah, we'll link sources. it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the user says that he was in his early teens in 1987, which is when the hijacking was, if mm-hmm. y'all forgot. <laughs> totally forgot. Exactly. <laughs> and he was friends with a lot of older people like high school and college students which isn't like old but to him it was because he was like in his early teens so I'm assuming he was like 12 or 13 during this time and they were all really into like the underground like hacking scene in Chicago during that time because apparently that was a thing I guess I could see that being a scene yeah apparently there was an underground hacking broadcast like computer nerd seen in chicago during this time which makes sense it was like the late 80s all this new technology stuff is happening makes a lot of sense the user says that they all mostly chatted on dial-up systems and they occasionally met up in person but not super often and he remembers that two of these friends were brothers and he called them j and k for their privacy uh-huh and He said he wanted to protect their privacy for obvious reasons because maybe the FCC might still want to investigate him, them. I am already into this theory because I'm like, he talked about a brother. It's really the other glove. Yeah, it was dirty. (laughs) It was dirty. So for these reasons, he wanted to protect their privacy because the FCC might want to investigate them. The user only had like circumstantial evidence, like they had no hard evidence that this was the truth. Yeah. And Jay, who was one of the brothers, had moderate to severe autism, who was being taken care of by his brother, Kay. So he didn't want to, like, throw their names out there because that would be very dangerous. Yes. So the user goes on to explain how he attended, like, a hacker nerd party in LaGrange, Chicago, which is a neighborhood in Chicago, where Kay, Kay's girlfriend... And a roommate that he called M lived. 
And he says that Jay lived at home with his parents because of his autism, but he attended this party as well. This is so specific that I'm so buying into it. It, it already it's so specific. And like imagine this Reddit post is 20 times more specific. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. You're just giving a synopsis. Yeah, I'm just giving like the overall summary. That Reddit post is so specific. Well, I'll be reading the Reddit post tonight. Yeah, you should. So Jay is described to have odd but harmless mannerisms due to his degree of autism. And he'd often make like sexually deviant and sort of disturbing jokes. Mm -hmm. And he never made eye contact, which is super similar to the Max Headroom hijacker. True. He kind of had like, you know, the like movements like the Max Headroom hijacker had. Like he would just like move his head. I could really see that. You know. So at this hacker nerd party, Jay said that he was planning to do something big that weekend. And when the original poster asked what the big thing was, they replied, just watch Channel 11 later tonight, which was the second channel to get hacked. So the user said that Jay was really hard to talk to and had trouble sticking to topics. And he gives an example of a conversation that they had in the car on the way home from the party in which Jay sounds a lot like the Max Headroom hijacker and how he talked. Like, he said, ooh, a lot. Like, instead of where most people say, like, uh or um, he said, ooh. This is so thorough that it's, like, hyping me up. Right? Yeah. (laughs) And he would switch topics, like, super quick and, like, not really have anything to do with each other. Uh Uh-huh. And he gave an example where he was, like, there's a surprise under the seat for people who say something stupid. Ooh. Or if you say something stupid which had, like, nothing to do with what they were talking about. (laughs) So it just kind of really gives the vibe of, like, what the Max Headroom hijacker was sounding like. That is the vibe. Jay also had extensive broadcast hacking experience. He recently hacked a police radio that he had, and he was like, I'm going to listen to all this stuff with it. I'm going to listen. He said whale noises and farts that he was going to listen to with the police radio. I think it was supposed to be a joke. I think he was joking. He also would have been around during the time that the clutch cargo tat- tattoo, tattoo, really, that's a cartoon, cartoon, clutch what? cargo, tar- car- wow, <laughs> I was listening so hard to you that I didn't even realize that, that fucked what it up. you said was a mistake. I was just like, okay, tattoo. They were like, tattoo? <laughs> I meant cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, Jay also would have been around during the time that the Clutch Cargo cartoon was on the air, which is the theme song that the hijacker was humming. T. It was Jay. So, he has all of this evidence, and he basically, I think he, like, called them and tried to contact Jay and Kay, and were like, hey, guys, like, can you spill anything about this? And they never got a response. Mm -hmm. Also... He made a mention saying that, like, there had to have been three people there. Like, one person controlling the camera, the other girl, the girl that, like, swatted his butt and, like, the main Max Sedrum guy. Yes. And that would have been Jay, Kay, and Kay's girlfriend. Right? It gives you that hope. That 
is so plausible because of how thorough it was and how all these little details like line up and connect. Right. Like he was so like maybe it's all made up, but it's just so thorough and how all these things match up. It's just seemed, repeated myself. No, but, but you're right. It seemed very plausible and possible and a lot of people that's why this theory was the most popular popular one and it gained a lot yeah. of traction. And everyone was like, Oh my gosh, like we need to figure it out it definitely makes more sense than the other theories you mentioned for sure but unfortunately in 2015 according to the reddit poster j and k were officially cleared as suspects fucking shit i know what i don't get it either the original poster and another sleuth named rick klein talked with engineers that worked at wttw and wgn during the intrusion and they concluded that there was barely a possibility of the intrusion being an outside job. They claimed that all necessary equipment that needed to be used by an amateur to make the intrusion happen just didn't exist in 1987. Which, I mean, if you have but, extensive broadcasting experience yeah. and you're just lucky with your placement, like, it could happen. They could have been really smart. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know nothing about any of that stuff. But it just seems like, but are you sure? Right? I'm like, did you talk to them? Like, are you sure? Like, do you know what kind of equipment they have? Or did you make them take a polygraph? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know all the technology related to signaling and broadcasting? I don't know. Right? I don't know. Or it was the aliens. I think it was was some aliens. They were aliens. Or they were aliens. Yeah, right. Right. I just want to know. Like, that theory is just so specific. And it makes so much sense that, like, if this poster was lying about everything, like, it breaks my heart. Because I'm like, shit. What do you mean J and K were cleared, though? Were, like, were they actually identified and they checked with them? Like, do you have this shit? Or were they I have just no like, idea. doesn't sound like they'd have this shit. I don't know. There was no, like, official report. Like, yeah. it was just on Reddit. He was just, like, they have been officially cleared by, sus- like, as suspects. Interesting. So, I'm, like, like by the FCC or, like, by you? By you. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know. But apparently there was another Reddit user that also knew who J and K were. Yeah. And they were, like, no, these people are, like, real. Like, he's not making this up. Like, this actually happened. But, like, we don't think that it's them. Which is very interesting. Because, like, why were you planning something big? And why would you need to watch Channel 11? I don't know. It just made sense. The brother thing with the glove. Like, my if brother's running it's true, it absolutely makes sense. And right? I don't understand how it couldn't be it. Right? It just if makes so much sense. what he said was true. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It kind of I makes still me buy sad. it. I'm I almost kinda... like, now is that a cover up? T maybe. They're maybe just like, they're just like, oh yeah, just kidding. It's actually not yeah, them. No, like, it's not them. never mind. Oops. Just kidding. Right? Maybe. Maybe it actually was them, and they're just trying to like protect. Their like privacy. they're taking their steps back and be like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't actually them. Yeah. I don't know. I because I just really buy into that theory so much. It, right? It just fits so well, and it's really interesting. I don't know. Rick believes that the Max Headroom incident 
was someone who had ties to the local Chicago broadcast scene. And they kind of think that they were like a professional, which is interesting, but I don't think you need to be like a professional to pull that off. Nope, I don't think so. But after all that, the actual people behind the Max Headroom signal hijacking have never been identified. Wow. And I don't know if they ever will be. I don't think they ever will be. I don't think they will either. I don't think that they'll ever come forward. Because I think part of what makes it interesting and like an urban legend conspiracy type thing is that the person just dipped. Yeah. Was never found, never caught, probably will never come forward. I think they're going to take it to their grave. I hope not. I know. I hope on their deathbed, I hope like the last thing that they say is just like, I was actually the one. It was me. I said, my brother has the other one. (laughs) Fucking liberal. I said, freaking liberal. (laughs) Freaking liberal. But that's basically the end of the Max Headroom hijacking. But I wanted to kind of go over some other interesting signal intrusions. Yeah. Just because like this happens like way more often than we think. Oh, it does? Well, I guess it used to. I don't know really who watches, like, TV anymore. Right. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Like, it's all, like, Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and stuff. And yeah. I don't know. You can hack those, but not, like, not like you can hack, like, analog TV, you know? It just ain't nothing like it. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about some other signal intrusions. And that actually was not the first documented tv broadcast signal intrusion i believe i actually don't know which one is first but Mm -hmm. i'm going to talk about some old ones and some recent ones so okay this one's called the captain midnight signal intrusion one year before the max headroom incident on april 22nd 1986 john mcdougall interrupted the hbo network while while they were showing a movie called the falcon and the snowman so he broadcasted a screen of like the colored bars, like the, you know, on yeah. all the t- old TVs where it had the colored bars. Mm-hmm. And it was a type message that said, good evening, HBO from Captain Midnight. Twelve ninety five a month? No way. Showtime movie channel, beware. Because he was protesting their increased prices. <laughs> he <laughs> Stick it to them. He was pissed. He was like, fuck no. I'm not paying twelve ninety five a month. Fuck that twelve ninety nine a month. <laughs> he was like, for HBO, hell no. Nah. <laughs> he was like, Showtime and Movie Channel. You better he not do that. He would be shook by all the subscriptions these days. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sure John is pissed. He got to pay like twenty dollars like, a month for Hulu. Netflix ups a dollar every other month. Fuck that <laughs> shit. He's like, I'm hacking in. <laughs> I'm hacking in the system. So, uh, John was caught. Obviously, since we know Noah's name, he was caught. And this was because someone overheard him bragging about the signal intrusion on the phone at a payphone. Oh, John. Don't ever talk about your crimes on the phone. In public. Or in public or on the phone. Yes. I could just imagine him like on the payphone being like, guess what I did last night, guys? (laughs) I hacked HBO. And they were like, John, you're going to jail. But he actually didn't he was arrested uh-huh. but he was given a five thousand dollar fine one year unsupervised probation 
and one year suspension of his amateur radio license. <laughs> He's like, worth it. Yeah, right. He's like, whatever, I'd do it again. <laughs> and because of this incident, U.S. Congress passed the Electronics Communications Pi- Privacy Act. I put an X in privacy in my notes. Well, <laughs> I spelled it wrong. Of 1986. And that made satellite hijacking a felony, which is why the Max Hedrum guy probably dipped the fuck out because he realized it was a felony now. It wasn't a felony before. Yeah, that's that's quite a big deal now. Right? So he would have been like hella arrested. So this one is the Southern Television Signal Intrusion. And this happened in 1977. This was the oldest one that I could find. I don't know if this one's considered like the first TV signal hijacking, but it uh-huh. definitely was one of the first. Yeah. So. <laughs> this one's so good. <laughs> Audio from an alien named Vrilon from the Ashtar Galactic Command interrupted the Southern Television Network in the UK. Yes. <laughs> you got to listen to this one. It's really crazy. For six minutes, the alien gave a speech about the destiny of the human race. No way. For real. I've listened to it, and what it's crazy. Um, I don't have, like, the specifics, <laughs> but it was basically, like, this alien guy, and he was like, we're all going to die or some shit uh, like that. I know, and I'm like, dude. It not been anything exciting. Right, it was nothing really in- exciting. It's all doom and gloom. It was. All apocalyptic. Right, I'm like, why can't we just go on there and be like, oogly boogly? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why are we gonna talk about some deep shit? But this also is unsolved. Nobody oh. responsible has been identified. Well, it's the alien, duh. Well, a lot of people thought that it was the work of actual aliens. <laughs> Literally, because it was in 1977, you know, TV be popping. Uh-huh. No one's really done this before. They were Space like, Space exploration be popping. Right, exactly. And so they were like, oh my God, it was an alien, like for real. Mm. And everyone's shook. But the skeptics brought up the point that the alien had a British accent. And they well, were So only does the doctor. Hello. T- <laughs> <laughs> He's an alien. Yeah. But, um, the alien had a British accent and was only able to hack into a small channel in rural southern England. So it was most likely okay, human. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. The Playboy Channel. On September 6, 1987, which is very interesting, just like a month before the Max Headroom incident. Oh, yeah. Thomas Haney interrupted the Playboy Channel's showing of the movie Three Daughters with text that read, Thus saith the Lord thy God, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Repent the kingdom of heaven as is at hand. Which were Bible verses from Exodus chapter 20 verse 8 and Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. Wrong crowd, brother. Right? I'm like, <laughs> why are you hacking the Playboy channel? He was like, no, I don't like the porn. <laughs> I hate titties. <laughs> It was so, it was just so silly. Okay, this is um the last one I'm going to go over. Mm-hmm. But there's so many interesting ones. Um, I bet. You need to look at the Broadcast Signal Intrusion Wikipedia page. Because there's so yes, many. Yes, there's a wiki for there it. There is a wiki for it. <laughs> there's so many things. Like people putting porn in kid shows and like in sports oh. games and like propaganda ones. And like a bunch of other interesting stuff. But this is the last one that I'm going to cover. 
And this is the zombie emergency alert system hack that happened in 2013. So pretty recent. On February 11th, 2013, KRTV in Great Falls, Montana, got their emergency alert system hacked. So, like, you know, the thing that would come on the TV when there was, like, a really bad storm and it would be like, woo, there's an emergency oh alert system. You know, like, NES or something. So, there's emergency alert system. Yeah. Yeah, remember that? That used to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Every time there would be, like, thunder, I'd be like, no, don't Oh, my do gosh, it. yeah. So, they got their uh, system hacked with an alarm and message that said, the bodies of the dead are rising from their graves and attacking the living. And the hijacker managed to do this to several other ch- channels. I wonder if anyone fell for it. Oh, I'm just like, oh, yeah, definitely. This is it. People 100% fell for it, which is so scary because, like, the recording that I saw of this incident was during, like, what, like, Jerry Springer or something, which, like, was so weird. It was, like, Jerry Springer like two people like fighting and the emergency alert system just going off and a voice being like the bodies of the dead are rising from their graves and attacking the living seek shelter now or something i would be fucked oh i'd be so apocalypse. scared <laughs> if that came on the tv i'd be freaking the fuck oh, me out too. Yeah. oh my god i'd be freaking the especially fuck out especially living in nashville now i'd be like oh, shit. i'd be like oh it's definitely happening <laughs> yeah. are you kidding Apparently, I think that was like lyrics from some screamo song. I don't oh. know. The, I don't know the specific song, but yeah. I think it was a song. And because they managed to hack like several other channels, they were arrested and charged. They found them. Mm-hmm. I don't know who it was though. It like they didn't reveal the name. It was probably like a minor or something. So yeah. that's probably why they didn't release the name. But they were arrested. So. Unless you're doing this for, like, a damn good reason, don't be interrupting signals because you will get arrested. It's now a felony, (laughs) thanks to John. Thanks to John McDougal, it's a (laughs) felony. Just because he did not want to pay $12.95 for HBO. Outrageous. He said, fuck no. I mean, I feel like that was pretty expensive. That's a lot for back then. A lot. Or 1986. Yeah, that was a lot of money. Wow. Honestly, it's still a lot of money. I wouldn't pay that much for HBO. No. (laughs) Especially, like, it wasn't streaming, you know? Like, it was just a channel. You just had to play what they had on for you. It would suck. I would hate. I'd be outraged, too, John. Yeah, right. I kind of get it now, you know? You know what? John, you can do it again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no, no. I don't want you to get arrested again. I mean,. I love it. This is that was the end. That's all I had. That was, that was such the max a good episode. Headroom signal hijacking. I learned about this when I was like fifteen. Oh really? And yeah. I have like been obsessed over it forever. Oh my gosh! So this is really like a full circle moment for me uh, to be able to talk about it. I Little know. did you know, fifteen-year-old Emily would someday tell this on a podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm like, guys, look it. <laughs> Yeah, it used to freak me out. The first time I watched it, I was so scared. Yeah. And then, like, researching it, like, I hadn't seen it in so long. Yeah. But researching it, I was, like, kind of nervous. I was going to, like, get scared of it again. Yeah. But now I'm, like, I have a new appreciation for him. Yeah. I, like, am kind of obsessed with him. I can imagine. Yeah, if I saw that around 15, I'd be, like, a little 
Yeah, I was so freaked out. Yeah. yeah, just because of like the old like audio visuals. Like it's like you know. Yeah. Think of like the TV screens in 1987. Like how it's like kind of fuzzy and like it was kind of freaky. Like, it was a little scary. But now I have a new appreciation for this guy because that was the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really did what he had to do and dipped. And for that, I respect it. Yep. But anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. Thank this was you. so fun. Yes. I hope that you enjoyed. I kind of switched it up a little bit. Let, yep. me, let us know what you think. Um, we will be putting out an Instagram post so you can really dive deep into everything and you can go to our website for all my sources so you can read the re- uh, what you call it the reddit <laughs> and go watch the video if you haven't like, oh yeah the podcast yet and gone and watch it you gotta go watch it oh yeah that is so wild that that just happened it just happened. no one will ever know no the story I don't behind think we'll it. ever know which I'm like just two minutes of that guy and i'm like this guy like i want to know more about him he could be a comedian or something right I don't know. i'm so interested like i just want to know the story behind why he said what he said you know yeah. it just like seemingly random what's your grief with freaking liberals yeah freaking liberals <laughs> like i don't know but anyway thank you guys for listening uh we will catch you later stay strange stay spooky And we'll see you next time.